Laura Densmore here with Hebraic Heritage Radio. Welcome to this edition of The Way to Your Matters. An article was recently published by Rabbi Nachman Kahana that is gaining keen interest from the Hebrew Roots Messianic community. Rabbi Kahana is known to be a true Talmudic scholar and is very highly regarded and respected in Israel within the religious Zionist community. The article is titled, Gathering the Ten Tribes from Faraway Lands. Rabbi Kahana concludes his article with the following thoughts. The second verse deals with a Jewish brother or sister who is seemingly lost to our people. If your brother Jew is far from you, in the spiritual sense, to the extent that you can no longer recognize any Jewish features in his life, bring him into your home. Eretz Israel, until his heart is opened and he begins to seek out his Jewish roots, then be prepared to return him to those roots. This is what will be in the near future, when Hashem will awaken the millions of our brothers so distant from their roots and return them miraculously to us in Eretz Israel. Shabbat Shalom from Rabbi Nachman Kahana. There seems to be a new openness to us in the Hebrew Roots Messianic community and an understanding that we are still out in the diaspora and that we long to return to the land of Israel. We long for the coming of the Lord as He will be leading us back home to Israel in a dramatic and miraculous way. This greater exodus to come will far outshine the first one. It will be stunning and stellar and will capture the world's riveted attention as it is spoken of in Ezekiel 39 verses 25 to 28 where it is written, Therefore, thus says the Lord God, Now I will bring back the captives of Jacob and have mercy on the whole house of Israel, and I will be jealous for my holy name, after they have borne their shame and all their unfaithfulness in which they were unfaithful to me, when they were dwelt safely in their own land, and no one made them afraid, when I have brought them back from the peoples, and gathered them out of their enemies' lands, and I am hallowed in them in the sight of many nations." Then they shall know that I am the Lord their God, who sent them into captivity among the nations, but also brought them back to their land, and left none of them captive any longer. This journey home is known as the greater exodus to come. Once you put away the pre-trib rapture bus fantasy, and your eyes are opened to this truth, you will see it as plain as the nose on your face in so many places in the scriptures, including Deuteronomy chapter 30 verses 1 through 6, Jeremiah 23 verses 7 and 8, Ezekiel 37 verses 21 and 22, Ezekiel 39 verses 21 through 29, Jeremiah 30 verses 3 through 10, Jeremiah 29 verses 10 through 14, and many more passages. The birth of biblical Zion. We know that there is a set time coming when the governors of Judah will rise up and come against 
the Esau stubble that wants to squeeze the life out of Israel. We are looking to the day when these governors of Judah, spoken of in Zechariah 12, verses 5 and 6, will declare and decree the birth of biblical Zion state and cry out for Joseph, Ephraim, the non-Jewish part of the nation of Israel, to come home. This is described for us in Revelation 12, when the woman who is pregnant with child gives birth, and then she flees to a place prepared for her by the Father for 1260 days, as it is written in Revelation 12, verses 1 and 2 and verse 6. Now a great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and on her head a garland of twelve stars. And she, being with child, cried, travailing in birth, and pained to be delivered. Then the woman fled into the wilderness, where she has a place prepared by God, that they should feed her there one thousand two hundred and sixty days. It will happen suddenly, this birth of the biblical Zionist state. As it is written in Isaiah 66, verse 8, Who has heard such a thing? Who has seen such things? Shall the earth be made to bring forth in one day? Or shall a nation be born at once? For as soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth her children. I believe the woman in Revelation 12 is the mother to the biblical Zion nation. This is also known as the one new man, spoken of in Ephesians 2, verses 12 to 22. Or, it's also known as the whole house of Israel, all twelve tribes, both northern and southern kingdom, reunited. This is also described as the two sticks that become one in the hand of the Lord, as spoken of in Ezekiel 37, verses 19 through 22. Immediately after the biblical Zion state is born, then it will be time for this newly birthed nation to flee into the wilderness, where she is cared for by the Father for 1260 days, or three and one half years. How will this birth certificate for the biblical Zionist nation be issued? I believe it will come from the governors of Judah, and they will declare and decree a biblical Zionist state. It will happen suddenly, very likely in response to the UN and the nations declaring and decreeing a Palestinian state, the Esau nation. The birth certificate for the Palestinian state will be issued through the UN. The governors of Judah, I believe, will then rise up and will issue a birth certificate for the biblical Zion nation immediately afterwards. This 1260-day period, or three and one-half years, is known as the time of Jacob's trouble, or the Great Tribulation. It is spoken of in Jeremiah chapter 30, verses 3 through 7 and verse 10. It is written, For behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will bring back from captivity my people Israel and Judah, says the Lord. And I will cause them to return to the land that I gave to their fathers, and they shall possess it. Now these are the words that the Lord spoke concerning Israel and Judah. For thus says the Lord, We have heard a voice of trembling, of fear, 
and not of peace. Ask now and see whether a man is ever in labor with child. So why do I see every man with his hands on his loins, like a woman in labor, and all faces turned pale? Alas, for that day is great, so that none is like it, and it is the time of Jacob's trouble. Therefore fear thou not, O my servant Jacob, says the Lord, neither be dismayed, O Israel. For lo, I will save you from afar, and your seed from the land of their captivity. And Jacob shall return, and shall be in rest, and be quiet, and none shall make him afraid. Notice in this passage that the Lord is talking to both northern kingdom, Israel, and southern kingdom, Judah, or the Jews. This is a passage that promises that both the Jewish and the non-Jewish part of the nation of Israel will be returning to the land of Israel. This will be the start of the greater exodus to come. Day one of this 1260-day period begins on a future Passover, thus repeating the pattern that our forefathers experienced when they left Egypt under the leadership of Moses. On some future Passover, we will keep the Passover, and the next morning a biblical Zion nation will be born. Like our forefathers, we will boldly walk out through our doorways, get in our cars, and go to the place that the Holy Spirit shows us to go, to gather in the wilderness with our fellow brethren and mishpachah. Here is another piece to the puzzle. The 70 weeks of Daniel prophecy gives us some clues about the timing of Jacob's trouble. I'm going to give you a Hebrew roots perspective on the 70 weeks of Daniel from Daniel 9. Another way of looking at these 70 weeks is that they are 70 years. Each week is one year. During the time when Daniel lived, the southern kingdom, Judah, was taken into captivity to Babylon for 70 years. At the end of the 70 years, a remnant returned to Israel and Jerusalem. Daniel was studying in Jeremiah, and he decoded and discovered a 70-year prophecy clock. Let's take a look at this scripture from Jeremiah 25, verse 11 and 12. And this whole land shall be a desolation and an astonishment, and these nations shall serve the king of Babylon seventy years. And it shall come to pass, when seventy years are accomplished, that I will punish the king of Babylon and that nation, says the Lord, for their iniquity, and the land of the Chaldeans, and will make it perpetual desolations. The scripture that I just read is what woke up Daniel to the fact that the captivity of Judah his people, was soon coming to an end, the end of the 70-year exile in Babylon. This understanding drove him to his knees in repentance, in the repentance prayer of Daniel 9, verses 1 through 15. He knew that it was time to repent if the southern kingdom wanted to be allowed to return to Jerusalem. Similarly, we are like Daniel today, A 70-year prophecy clock has been ticking, and we are nearly at the end of that 70 years. The nation of Israel came under a captivity and bondage to Babylon that started nearly 70 years ago. 
How so? I believe it began on November 29, 1947, when the UN passed the partition plan for a two-state solution. Israel came into agreement with this resolution. That started the 70-year prophecy clock ticking, though never implemented the two-state solution by Israel agreeing to the UN partition plan. This has put Israel under bondage and captivity for these past 70 years. They cannot even build apartments or schools or hospitals in the West Bank or East Jerusalem without international accusations and recriminations. This next insight and understanding that I'll be sharing I received from Eddie Chumney, so I want to give credit where credit is due. Let's take a look at this passage in Jeremiah 29, verses 10 through 14, where it is written, For thus says the Lord, After seventy years are completed at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word toward you and cause you to return to this place. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you, and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. I will be found by you, says the Lord, and I will bring you back from your captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places where I have driven you, says the Lord, and I will bring you to the place from which I cause you to be carried away captive. This is future prophetic. In Daniel's time, they were in Babylon, not in all the nations of the world. This passage is promising that God will gather his people from all the nations where we have been driven to. This is future prophetic. This prophecy clock, I believe, began ticking on November 29, 1947, and each year that Israel has kept a feast of weeks, or Shavuot, in the land, this has marked one more year of the prophecy clock ticking. So May 1948 was year one. May and June of 1949 was year two. May and June of 1950 was year three, and so on. And now we have just stepped over the line into the 70th week, or the 70th year, this past May-June of 2017. It is very possible that we are now in the 70th week or the 70th year of Daniel right now. If this is true, what does it mean? It means we may soon see the start of the three and a half year period of time known as Jacob's trouble. Please note, it is not a seven year period. It is a 1260 day or three and a half year period. How do we prepare for this greater exodus to come? One of the best ways to prepare is to do a dress rehearsal, and that is why keeping the biblical feasts is crucial right now. The spring feasts are all about Yeshua's first coming. He fulfilled them in every detail. The fall feasts are all about his second coming. When he returns, he will fulfill them in every detail. In particular, keeping the Feast of Tabernacles, or Sukkot, is a rehearsal for the wedding supper of the Lamb, as we look forward to the day when He will tabernacle with us 
for all eternity. It is also a rehearsal and a real-world nuts-and-bolts practice for the time when we must flee from the cities and gather in the wilderness, going to the place where we last kept Sukkot, repeating the pattern of our forefathers as we await Yeshua to show us the way home to Israel. He will show up again as he did the first time, leading us cloud by day and pillar of fire by night, as it is written in Isaiah chapter 4, verses 4 through 6. When the Lord has washed away the filth of the daughters of Zion and purged the blood of Jerusalem from her midst by the spirit of judgment and by the spirit of burning, then the Lord will create above every dwelling place of Mount Zion and above her assemblies a cloud and smoke by day and the shining of a flaming fire by night. For over all the glory there will be a covering." And there will be a tabernacle for shade in the daytime from the heat, for a place of refuge, and for a shelter from storm and rain. I believe it is very significant that we will be seeing the story and drama of Revelation 12 passage being played out in the night sky with the constellation Virgo, who is crowned with the twelve stars, the twelve tribes, on her head, with the sun on her shoulder and the moon at her feet. She has been pregnant with her seed, Jupiter, for the past nine months, and on September 23rd of 2017, Jupiter emerges from her womb. Truly, I believe this is a sign from the Lord for any who have eyes to see and ears to hear. This sign, I believe, is telling us that we will soon be living it out, soon very soon it will be time for the newly birthed biblical Zionist nation to flee to the wilderness for 1260 days returning in repentance it is time to repent for turning away from the Torah it is time to return to keeping of the Torah by the Holy Spirit for it in it is our life and in it we find vital and life-saving instructions for how to live during the Great Tribulation. In the Torah we find the Father's extraction plan, His exit plan, how He will gather and reunite all twelve tribes and bring us home to Israel. May we be praying that the Holy Spirit will quicken and awaken many in the Sunday church world to these truths. Now is the time to return to the God of Israel, to the fullness of his word, all of it, from Genesis to Revelation, to the living Torah, to the fullness of Yeshua, who is the Torah made flesh, to the keeping of the feasts, and to the keeping of the Shabbat, which is the sign of the covenant that we are betrothed to him. May we be preparing our hearts spiritually for these days that are soon coming. May we be praying that the veil that has hidden this truth from our understanding for decades and centuries be lifted from many minds and hearts. May we pray into this prophecy about the greater exodus to come so that the vision is fulfilled very soon and quickly. Will you be found in the camp of the righteous in the wilderness at the start of Jacob's trouble? Begin that journey now by keeping the feasts. I hope to see you there. Chaim Israel.